0: What does healing mean to you?
1: When our pain becomes purposeful in a way that we can receive the promise of new life.
0: mental health podcast raising unanswered questions sharing unanswered prayers we are faith-based
1: peer-led story-driven and stigma-breaking i am tony roberts i am eric
0: riddle and we are revealing voices. voices
1: insists upon being attended to god whispers to us in our pleasures speaks in our consciences but shouts in our pains it is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world c.s lewis
0: tony thank you for sharing that we thought it was a very appropriate way to start an episode here on easter weekend we are um... Recording here on Saturday. We tried to do this yesterday, but we had some Wi-Fi problems. So um, Tony's taking the risk of uh, opening my back door and walking directly down the stairs. <laughs> six or more feet apart. <laughs> yes. I didn't measure it, but I think
1: this table is six by six. Studio so E has a pretty big table here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, we wanted to do an episode on the purpose of pain in the pandemic. Recognizing that there are many forms of pain that we are all going through uh, at the time, um, and we'll share more about that, the pain of death, the pain of separation, uh, psychological, economic pain, and spiritual pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so.
0: Yeah, so we wanted to, to start out talking about um, the pain of death, and uh, as long as I've known Tony, John Prine has been a, a really important part of uh, your life. Uh, your appreciation of his music really runs very deep.
1: Yeah, John, yeah. John Prine, for those of you who have been hiding uh, under a rock <clears throat> for the past 40-some years. Like me, Tony. <laughs> John Prine first burst onto the scene, never made it famous in the conventional Pop music world, but highly influential for singer songwriters throughout the generations. Chris Christofferson, who was known as a pretty gifted songwriter himself, mm-hmm. once said that if God has a favorite songwriter, it would be John Prine. And uh, he, wow. uh, he's written a, a number of songs that talk about uh, loneliness. Mm -hmm. and the pain of, uh, you know, a Vietnam veteran coming home after experiencing...
0: Sam Stone.
1: uh, Yeah, Sam Stone, uh, although probably around the time he he wrote that, it was a Korean War veteran, but it became sort of like an anthem Mm -hmm. for Vietnam veterans coming home and feeling uh, a lost sense of separation and lack of meaning. Yeah. Yeah. But he was also known for his uh, quick wit and his ability to turn a phrase. uh,
0: uh, I I listened to his first and his last album yesterday. And they're both very good. Yes. Yeah.
1: And he very quickly can move from um, the profound and heart-wrenching, like Summer's End, Mm -hmm. uh, which has been, um, I don't know if he had this in mind when he wrote it, but it's been adopted as sort of an anthem for people who have lost loved ones to the opioid Mm. crisis. Uh, And then he'll get to the one that now becomes his sign-off, which is the Heaven song. Right. Um, When I get to heaven, I'll smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long and Drink a Vodka and Ginger Ale. Uh, so. His last track <laughs> right. about going to heaven.
0: <laughs> um, Amazing.
1: His theology left a lot to be desired. He was he was not at all uh, orthodox. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, through the years, he had some very um, touching and 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 very relevant and truthful things to say about God. He has a song um that has the line, Father, forgive us for what we must do. You forgive us. We'll forgive you. We'll forgive each other till we both turn blue. Then we'll whistle and go fishing in the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> so right now the fish are biting in, yeah. in the heavens. John Prime,
0: What you wrote on your blog was really nice. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Well, he's meant a lot to me, and I, I put that on the John Prime fan page, and it's already gotten over 250 wow responses. he's touched a lot of life. you could
0: write more on that topic i mean i no doubt you're will. a big time fan
1: i no doubt will
0: yeah yeah
1: so our hearts go out to fiona and his family fiona his wife and his boys uh and all those who love him mm-hmm. love him the most the
0: transition, transitioning you have a, a cousin yes on the same day
1: away. That's right. My cousin Valerie, I heard, died suddenly. Uh, still don't know conclusively what uh, caused her death, but uh, Valerie was a woman of faith, very profound, uh, godly woman. Uh, she, uh, I only saw her in person at the family reunions, but mm-hmm. more than anyone, she kept track of who in the family was related to who and all the generations and Uh, Valerie Turner Calhoun, is her full name, Um, and which this gets to the loss related to well John Pine I should say died of the complications from the COVID Mm nineteen virus. We don't know about my cousin Valerie, but it impacted uh, because there was not the she had a very large family Mm -hmm. and they could only have ten people there. And so they, they live-streamed it for others to watch. Um, but I know that's happening live you know, all over the world. I saw, I saw, you know, they're now looking at mass graves in New York City. You know, I mean, just the, the way that this, the magnitude of these losses mm-hmm. is impacting our daily lives. And we're never going to be the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Great pain and
0: loss. Someone that I work with, uh, his like aunt passed away, and they had to do a a streaming mm-hmm. end of life experience. You know, it's yeah, it's a different world right now. It really is. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's you know that <clears throat> the pain of death, and I think a lot of our listeners can. Can identify with that the pain of death and dying, um, and if you're facing that right now, we want to offer hope that, you know, through faith in Christ, we we this is not all there is. You know, we have, we have a a, a life that conquers death, but the pain is real, mm-hmm. and uh, you just don't get past the pain with platitudes and right. So not only has this coronavirus impacted the death of of life, there's been other losses that we've faced, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that relate to our environment. And Eric, you want to share more about the service tree that you –
0: Well, yeah. I mean, this is definitely a a different order of magnitude, but uh, it it is spring and watching, you know, new life – you know, blossom all around, Uh, but watching uh, a tree that my daughter and I planted a few years ago, not blooming this year, for the second straight year, and having to decide to dig it up uh, really moved me yesterday. Uh, I was out there, you know, putting a shovel in the ground, and it felt like I was digging a grave. By the end of the night, I just had a, you know, pile of dirt where this tree was that was really... Meaningful experience for my daughter and I, five years ago, and I was listening to music and just kind of doing my thing with the shovel like I normally do out in the garden. But I was like, I've got to just kind of take this in for a minute and turn everything off and really, in a way, grieve this loss. You know, even those things like trees, you think are a little more permanent, uh, they they pass away.
1: Well, I don't think yeah. we can
0: scale our
1: losses. I mean, it's yeah. certainly the tr- the case that. You know, if you're talking about the death of a loved one, you would think that the order of magnitude, as you say, of that loss is is much higher, mm-hmm. but grief is grief, and right. uh, on a very base level, um, going through grief, uh, especially at a time like this, is something that needs to be shared and talked about.
0: Right. I did plant new elderberry mm-hmm. sprouts in there this morning that I uh, dug up from the wild. So mm-hmm. my friend Clyde and I went down today, and we're going to see if that works out.
1: Susan and I, um, we had the tree in, in front uh, cut down because it mm-hmm. was dying. It
0: uh, it's a big tree.
1: It was a big tree, and it was a spruce gum tree, which has these very annoying little... Uh, I don't know if you call them acorns or they're just little prickly, yeah, prickly things. And they would get in the neighbor's yard, and he was always honest to cut down the tree. Yeah, we didn't just do it for him, but it was time. But uh, we have already planted. Susan planted a um, another tree that's a blossoming tree. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name of it, but it's partly a rose, partly pear. Uh, yeah. Looks nice.
0: I'm doing the 100-day project again this year. Yes. I did the haikus a couple years ago. And I'm doing uh, the 100-plant project this year. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm taking pictures of plants uh, all around the yard and on Instagram Mm -hmm. posting pictures and writing a little bit about what kind of plant it is and why it's special to me. Mm -hmm. And That's been fun. I just started out. So if you're an Instagram person, you can go to hashtag 100plantproject and and see... uh, See my plants. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know that's one thing God has blessed us during this difficult time with some marvelous weather. And I know Eric, yeah. like, you've been outside in your yard probably a great deal out of each day. Oh and yeah. I, think I was talking to my neighbor. Day.
0: Like I've never spent this much time just like watching the transition from winter to spring. And it, I mean, yeah. it really is. Because you work from nice home, to then take you in. can take breaks, right. or
1: you go out in the evening. And, that's right. Yeah so yeah and there you know you mentioned or i alluded to your job there have been Mm -hmm. a lot of people go through job transitions and yeah in some cases late laid off uh, and that impacted your company
0: yes on on friday um, we had a a company meeting and there's a a furlough going on uh, a different uh, division a couple weeks ago went through this and had to furlough half the office staff and we had about a quarter of our office staff furloughed uh, on on Thursday so just a couple days ago and it includes uh, my director and a person I manage and really it was settling in yesterday I mean it's a big responsibility uh because in a way it's on all of us who remain to in the next month during this furlough period to do all we can to to in a way make the case to have all of our colleagues come back. Uh, it's, it's a lot, you know, and on Monday, it's gonna really be um, getting down to business and figuring out how to make this, this work in this environment that's very dynamic and changing every day. You know, Cummins is our biggest uh, employer here in town they've given um, a 20 percent pay cut to everyone so they're working one less day mm-hmm. a week a lot of the factory workers in town have been laid off mm-hmm. it, it's I was it, talking a talk about uh,
1: repurposing or you know redirecting people's jobs I was talking with someone in my family who is an administrator in a in a hospital and she was saying that um, people for example, physical therapists who are less essential—certainly mm-hmm. they're essential—but in this climate, they're less essential, and they are being uh, redirected to keep areas disinfected and you yeah. know basically help out the 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 ho- uh, housekeeping staff. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, basically, you know, and. You know, I this relates to that. It's a different thing than than jobs, but uh, in in terms of mental health, I've been reading that, you know, the beds that were designated for psychiatric patients are now being shifted to um, coron- uh, right. coronavirus uh, patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's you know there there's a crisis involved in that kind of a loss for. People, we we don't know yet what how that will impact the need for beds for psychiatric care right. or in some cases nursing home care
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know the deck is just getting shuffled
0: yeah I just want to say thank you to all of the medical staff oh yeah across the world oh, you yeah. know this is frontline put your life on the line type work mm-hmm. um,
1: I read today that uh, a local, professor uh from iupuc our local uh college is doing 3d making face masks with a 3d printer right and providing them to the hospital and i it brought to my mind because uh my uh, my cousin leah and her her husband bob he does that he has actually a 3d printer at home
0: Mm. and
1: they've been making them nice um and uh so people are, you know, mental health workers for, for first responders, and I mean, people are stepping up, but the load is in, incredible. This family member that I mentioned, she's uh, working, her day starts about 4.30 a.m., mm. and she gets home about 7 p.m., and that's a usual day.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So they're hard at it, and thank you mm-hmm. for that. Yes, so we also have the, the physical pain that people right. are going through, um, those diagnosed with the COVID virus, uh, and then those in, in the process of dying. And Eric and I were talking about you know, not really knowing what that must feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, those that have survived um, after having an intense battle Mm -hmm. have described it I think you were pointing out Eric it's like a pneumonia like a bad case right which you've had bad I had a very bad
0: case of pneumonia when I was young and I, I recall it very clearly as just feeling like I had needles on the edge of my lungs and I did not want to breathe and mm-hmm. i had to go to the hospital i was like eight years old and it was a very traumatic experience just because of the the pain i recall from that time and whenever someone says it's like bad pneumonia i mean i go straight there and i know that is a very difficult um, mm-hmm. uh, illness and you know a lot of people elderly die of pneumonia i mean that's, yeah. a, that's a common thing in elderly and uh, a lot of people are suffering from that right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. my wife Susan was commenting that she heard someone talk about you know being on a ventilator. And then fortunately in their case, they survived that experience and came through it. But they were saying, you know, basically the loss of functioning in my lungs and basically their life will never be the same. Mm. And I think a lot of people are facing that. Again, a loss of the capacity to to be well. to to do things you did before. And then in association with the physical pain, there's the psychological pain. And that's one thing we are more attuned with as Mm -hmm. a mental health program. Right. Um, And this psychological pain comes from a lot of sources. Um, The first that I'd like to touch on is the loss of community life. Mm-hmm. And Eric, you want to reflect a little bit on, on that. we've We've felt that in, in a number of ways.
0: Well, when we did the episode where I was you were interviewing me and asked me the question, "What does healing mean?" my response to that question was being restored to community. Mm-hmm. right? And in you know the environment we're in right now, our normal community, Uh, has changed. And Mm -hmm. when you don't have the normalcy of what that means, uh, it can feel like you've lost community. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, an example, I've got a group of friends and we decided right away to start a Thursday night um, Zoom call. Yep. So we can connect and just talk, you know, that kind of community. I've done the same thing with uh, my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister just had her birthday, and we we did that. Uh, I mean, it's kind of what we were talking about with worship, right? Right. Uh, is this worship or not when you're, you know, going to church, but you're, you know, watching something on your phone or your, you know, laptop. Is that really church? Well, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with being with friends or family. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. best we've got, and I've got to say that is community. I right. I mean, it's when you are right. seeking out. Connection with people, and I still feel part of community in the avenues available to us right mm-hmm. now. So absolutely, I, yeah. and you know, I
1: feel the same. And in some ways, I've expanded community life because I uh, I took it upon myself when this hit to uh, to start a Facebook community called Hope for Troubled Minds and right. reach out specifically to those with mental health issues. Um, who may be even more impacted by this period of isolation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we now have over 400 members. Um, and I want to take a moment to thank Jolie Buchanan and Joseph Myers, my co-administrators. Mm-hmm. Um, but folks are submitting inspirational material, um, a lot of art, music, Encouraging, one of our members does, uh, Laura Capona does, inspiring, you know, do one thing today, Mm -hmm. and she gives what one thing she's doing and encourages you to participate. Um, There's been a lot of community life, and I'm hoping to extend this. We plan to do some watch parties, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, watch some shows. There's a program called Bedlam about the development of as, of uh, of asylums for uh, psychiatric care okay um, a documentary and we're going to watch that and have a chance to conver- have a conversation and then I'm hoping zoom calls and other forms mm-hmm. of community life but you know y- y- there's a lot I mean in some ways I feel like I've expanded but there's certainly losses you know the right. loss of human touch. Other than my wife, I haven't given anyone a hug for two months now or however long it's been. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time.
0: Yeah, today uh, we had, from like two months ago, a uh, tree planting event scheduled mm-hmm. for today uh, in a island in the middle of the street my friend's house, there's these 16-foot medians, mm-hmm. and in front of his house, there's a l- large stretch with no trees, and so we decided we were gonna have a tree planting today, and this was months ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, this week, it was like, are we still going to do this? And I'm like, well, the trees are 30 feet apart. I think we should, and, and the guys agreed, and so this afternoon, we planted the trees. My friend Ben Stilson, it's in front of his house, he said, "This is the best day of the year. You know, I've been missing you guys so much, and mm-hmm. to be able to to do this and feel confident enough to keep a event on the this schedule." Did you say this through a megaphone? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we maintained our distance, <laughs> okay. right? We were in a we we wound up sitting in, in a circle of chairs at the end. They were all you know eight feet apart or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, but he he really took a moment to say, "Thank you guys. Yeah. This has just been really." good and mm-hmm. i mean it, we were asking a question like this was a scheduled event that was kept like there haven't been a mm-hmm. lot of those and just wondering like how many of these kinds of things are we going to keep on the calendar or when do we start mm-hmm. putting more on the calendar that kind of thing
1: there's just no planning i went through i know when this first hit um i went through my calendar and basically erased everything for three months i know, you know i had a. I was going to see Willie Nelson in concert with my dad, and they've they've postponed it until at least August because when Willie, if if Willie, when Willie starts making up his dates, Brown County is not going to be at the top of his list. So it it may get postponed, it may get canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I haven't talked, but maybe this would be a good transition. My my own father is facing some, we're all all facing a sense of loss Mm. as he uh, has cancer. And uh, we don't know, only God knows what the remaining time will be Mm -hmm. and what it will look like. Um, We're fortunate he's not in any pain, but he does grow weaker each day. And it's hard to to witness that. He still has a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's approaching it with peace. He, he has faith and has uh, confidence in Christ that there is a better life ahead. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's difficult with those of us that he loves and, and, and those of us who love him um, to, to deal with this loss. Um mm-hmm. and as a way to I don't know if I was in denial or or just as a way to kinda have a um a boosted spirit myself, but one time at three in the morning I was we found ourselves both on Facebook and we started sending messages. Yeah. And I had just seen that Willie Nelson was coming to Brown County, which for those of you who don't know, it's just 30 minutes from us. Mm-hmm. And so I said, dad, how would you like to see Willie? He was, cause Willie Nelson concert was on his bucket list. Yeah. So I said, well, we can do a bucket list item. So he's like, he was skeptical at first because he thought I was just mad, <laughs> which I was, but he thought I was joking. So I I just, you know, basically then to appease me, he was like, oh, sure, you know. Yeah. And so before he could, well, at first he wanted to know, okay, how much the tickets and I was like, dad, there's a special on right now, and if you're an old fart, <laughs> you get it <him> for free.
0: <laughs> if it's on your bucket list, then you have less than a year to live. That's right. You're in. So,
1: so I, uh, I bought the tickets. I, I bought t- yeah. four tickets to see Willie Nelson, and, uh, and then the then the restrictions hit, and uh, we don't know what. You know, but I have no concerns because it was just the moment that I was able to share with dad. Right. And then the times he told his siblings and other family, you know, we're going to go see Willie. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was worth 10 times what I paid Absolutely. for the tickets. So. Um, yeah. But we've, you know, we've had a, a time to celebrate. Um, which I think everyone facing losses um, needs to have um, Mm -hmm. to find purpose in their pain. So I want to read a a bit of scripture here. The one thing that we have hope for as Christians is that uh, there is purpose in our pain. It's not pointless. We have a God who enters into our pain and redeems it. We have hope for new life to come as we approach Easter and celebrate an empty tomb and the promise of new life in Christ. This is a verse that I found that I thought we would share. He himself bore our sins, referring to Christ, in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Mm-hmm. So, what does healing mean to you? I would say healing becomes when our pain becomes purposeful in a way that we can receive the promise of new
0: life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Tony. This is the Easter season and it's unforgettable. You know, I remember sitting at church on Lent and listening to the organ play and you know knowing that this covid thing was a thing but it was still kind of a foreign foreign thing and quickly it it changed to this and just holding totally on to the the unknown i guess of of these 40 days in a way of not understanding how this could even end in a redemption how how mm-hmm. you know resurrection is even possible and uh, you know we've there's been a descent really throughout Lent it's gotten worse yep. you know we might not even hit the death peak yet mm-hmm. uh here the day before Easter and um in Christ i i i do find my purpose uh i've had my own health scares during this mm-hmm. time and um I've just been more than ever thankful to be alive. Yeah. These are difficult days. Mm-hmm. But I am cherishing the moments I have and mm-hmm. it just uh, you know as CS Lewis was saying it, it really wakes us up in a lot of ways the pain does mm-hmm. and calls us into seeking after healing and and wondering what that means for each of us and I mean, I'm thankful that, I mean, because of things like this podcast, I do seek those out on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for all of our listeners, I hope you all are also feeling that call, you know, in your heart and in your spirit to truly to really know there is healing for you and that uh, you'll be led to those things. And that uh, in many ways, you know, I pray that you're already. Discovering new resources mm-hmm. of strength and resilience and hope in your life.
1: Uh, Let me ask you Eric, if yeah. uh, if I could to 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 point in in this hopeful new life direction, mm-hmm. um, and also to draw on the activity that my friend Laura Capona asks all of us to do. What one thing can we do tomorrow on Easter that might point in the direction of new life so what one thing do you have any plans to do one thing tomorrow you have your kids right? i do have my kids uh-huh
0: we don't have a lot of plans <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> well neither do i So, maybe <laughs> spending that, time with my family has the really time. just been what, do what i know i'm doing tomorrow
1: yeah that's one thing we have that i haven't done i think a lot of people haven't done is trying to plan out the, our days you know it's kind of like You know, the schedules kind of come to us and we we respond to the need in the moment, which isn't all that bad. But I was just sitting here as you were talking, thinking, you know, what can I do to to really because I I I will watch two or three messages, you know, and that's Mm. good. But I don't find that for me. I enter into a spirit of worship with that. Mm. But I thought, okay, well, then maybe I could listen to the Messiah. Mm. You know, a, a good, solid recording of Handel's Messiah, right? It was Handel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just blast it. But be thinking about that, those who are listening. And um, that's your assignment, Eric, with your with your kids. Sit down and figure out what new life Activity mm-hmm. can, can be done.
0: I will say that I think when you first asked me, I really prayer stood out more than anything mm-hmm. in, in solitude. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of peace in setting that time aside. Mm-hmm. I need it and I, I don't go there enough.
1: Yeah. Um. There is, I just thought of this, we're recording this on a Saturday evening about 7 p.m., something like that. There's an Easter vigil going on now. That's Mm. the tradition of the church, Mm -hmm. that an Easter vigil begins at 6 p.m. on Saturday night and lasts through uh, Sunday noon or whenever. Mm. Uh, So our brothers and sisters around the, the world now are in the midst of Easter vigil, but I believe the Pope has called off community gatherings mm. and uh they are having online visuals um i one of my one of my facebook friends had a watch party i i sh- showed up on my screen mm-hmm. and uh so i could i may even tap into some of that and see what that's 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 like yeah so. well tony
0: I'm glad we, we talked on this topic of pain, Yeah, and uh, it's good to see you here. Yeah, it's great. In the basement, I'll in Studio do e. you a
1: six-foot-apart high-five yes, there.
0: Yes, sir. Wish everyone sure a very happy Easter. Happy Easter, folks. Tony, our show has come to a close. Now is the time to ask for five-star reviews. Please scroll to the bottom of our podcast homepage, click on five stars, then click on write a review. Help
1: us reach more people seeking emotional healing and the hope of faith. Thanks again for your support of Revealing Voices.
0: Revealing Voices is not a substitute for professional mental health care or participation in a faith community. If your unanswered questions or unanswered prayers leave you feeling desperate or unsafe, we urge you to seek further help. A partial list of outreach resources may be found on our website, RevealingVoices.com. Rock and roll. (laughs) Rock and roll messiah.
1: Dance around. (laughs) Do the air guitar. I'm the messiah. You know.